People ask me all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. I'm breaking all the rules right now. I've double sliced. Who says a slice has to have a point? This is a thing to behold. It's sliced so thin, there's just nothing else like it. Oh man, is this good. Trust me, you've never tasted anything like this pie. It is incredible. Some of it's thick, some of it's thin. It's all sliced, and it's all awesome. It's a mind blower. <laughs> now, there are some good New York pizzerias that are dedicated to just pizza you can buy by the slice, but who says a slice has to have a point? This is like one big round slice. <laughs> The dish I can go on and on and on about is the Alici Pizza at Motorino in Manhattan, four minutes from my front door. Thank you. It's a mind blower, it really is. I had my very first Motorino pizza because Mario Batali said it was his favorite pizza. And I do anything Mario says, period. <laughs> it's so fresh and bright, crispy, hot, chilly and sweet. It's amazing. Super, super, super thin crust. And that oven burns like a thousand degrees. It gives such a char and smoky aspect to the flavor. It's just crazy. I am going to now prepare the garnish. Fresh little cherry tomatoes. Mozzarella di bufano. Red onion here and there. Chilies. Olive oil. Colatura. Which is anchovy oil. Anchovies, once you melt them into oil, become a natural salt. It is salty, but very, very refined in flavor. And then they put marinated white anchovies on it as well. And I'm going to add some olives. Big leaves of flat leaf parsley. More olive oil. And this is it. It is a thing to behold. The first bite, you're just like, wow. Crazy layers of flavor and texture with just that hint of anchovy oil. It's salty, but it's not fishy tasting at all. It's just really light and bright. And I hook other people on it too. I took two friends there the other night. One friend just wouldn't go down the Alici road with me because people feel really strongly about anchovies. I think that people that say they don't like anchovies, they just don't understand them. But my other friend did try it and that person is now hooked for life. Tom, you know you're hooked for life. The only sadness about being hooked on the Alici Motorino pizza is that all the other bites are pretty damn good, but that first one is a mind blower. It's like an R-rated movie, except it's pizza. It's good. To have a slice of a lollyberry pie is like floating on a cloud because these berries are tart, they're tasty, and boy, are they amazing. Best thing I ever ate sliced was the O'Lally Berry Pie at Lynn's in Cambria, California. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're making that up. There's no such thing as an O'Lally Berry. Well, let me tell you, they're a cross between a raspberry and a blackberry, and are they good? Trust me, you've never tasted anything like an O'Lally Berry Pie. I love dessert more than life itself, and so I love pie, okay? Now, the one thing in the family when I grew up was I would generally just scoop out all the filling, and then somebody else would eat the crust. But when I have an alolyberry pie from Lynn's, I eat the crust. In fact, I've often been like eating it with my finger. That's how good it is. And I found out why. I do use lard. Lard! Grandma was no fool. I've done it this way for years and I'll stand by it. The secret to the pie is the golden flaky crust and then the fabulous flavor of the olali berry. It's got that long blackberry look, but it has a real tart raspberry inside. I'm a connoisseur of fillings and pies, and here's how they make it. This filling is olali berry juice and olali berries with a little bit of cornstarch sugar 
and just a pinch of salt. And the way I do this allows the sugar to be incorporated into every aspect of that berry without over-sweetening it. So they put crust, fruit in the middle, and crust on top. And then you get the pie and you look at it and you realize how plump and how tasteful those berries are gonna be. Oh boy, look at that. Fantastic, thank you. First fork goes in, it's sweet but tart. Mm. And then if you want to really splurge, you get the vanilla ice cream and you get a little dip of that, a little dip of the crust, a big dip of the alali berry. What a combination. If these people weren't sitting behind me, I'd lick the plate. Not again, Summers. You said this is the best slice you ever had. The breath mint pie from Johnny Garlics. Don't you remember? You're killing me. If I had to really categorize something I love that's sliced, it would have to be gyros. They are sliced, they're wrapped, there's all kinds of really great sauce in there. Just a really all-around great sandwich. It's not gyro, it's not gyro, it's not gyro, it's really pronounced gyro. And the best gyro I've ever had is at Kiefer's in Jackson, Mississippi. You got this white fluffy pita, really great, succulent, juicy meat. It's really a slice of my childhood. There's a fairly large Greek population in Jackson, Mississippi. That's what I grew up around. When you're a kid, most kids love like peanut butter and jelly or mac and cheese. For me, being Greek American, I love Greek food, so it was gyros. The gyro I love at Kiefer's is their classic gyro, the one with the beef and lamb in it. The way they make this gyro is they have this huge just leg of rotisserie meat. The juices are running down, and what they do is take a long slicing knife and they just slice down really thin layers of the meat. We take the lamb and beef right off the roast as we slice it, take it directly to the pita bread and serve it up while it's nice, fresh, and hot. The thing I love about this gyro is that the meat is really fresh, it's sliced and rotisserie. The pita they get specially made just for kefirs. It's real nice and chewy and yummy and fluffy. Layer it with the lamb and beef. I just sliced off the rotisserie. Tomatoes. Top it with a tzatziki, which is a Greek yogurt and cucumber sauce. Fresh onions and lettuce. Wrap it up in the butcher paper and they put it out on the plate. I always ask for a little feta dressing on the side, which is really their salad dressing. That we make right here in house. It's so good on this lamb. And it's just all of these combinations of really great cooking and high quality foods that make it fantastic. And you just pick it up and you go for it. And when you first bite into it, you taste the freshness of the yogurt. That's mixed in with kind of the crunch of the lettuce and the onion. And then you're also tasting that great, juicy meat that's got all the oregano mixed in. So you really get all those kind of Greek flavors. And that's just really, you know, what it's all about for me. It is the best gyro. I'm breaking all the rules right now. I have double sliced. I'm talking about sliced fried green tomatoes and sliced bacon. Could you imagine such a beautiful thing? Oof. When you talk about something that's delicious and it's sliced, I cannot help but think about this wonderful BLT salad at the Old Pink House in Savannah, Georgia. Fried green tomatoes on top, some crispy double smoked bacon, and this rich buttermilk dressing. There's no denying that that dish is packed with flavor. You walk in this old house and it smells like history, and I love that. Pink House was built in 1771. And it's just history and awesome food. This BLT salad, it's really this elevation of a classic dish with a lot of southern roots behind it. First step into making the salad is take the green tomato and you slice it about a quarter inch thick. Green tomatoes are sort of this southern staple. They're really under-ripened, tart red tomatoes. For me, the whole success lies in the way that these green tomatoes are sliced. 
because they're able to be seasoned on both sides. Sulcanized buttermilk. Floured and fried to perfection. It's almost like a little coin of goodness. And for the slice bake, they actually bake it in an oven, but they sprinkle some brown sugar on top. So you have this wonderful balance of salt and sweetness that I think really works with the salad. Next, we'll be tossing the greens with a house-made buttermilk thyme dressing. Really yummy, yummy stuff. And then it's all sort of multi-layered. So what you're left with is this over-the-top, salty, crunchy, complete dish. When it comes to your table, that's when the party starts to happen. It has that meatiness from the bacon, and then you have wonderful crunchy fried texture from the green tomatoes. It's so hearty and has so many great things going on. It's not the lightest thing that you'll be having, but you don't feel guilty because there's a salad component in there. And I think that's what makes this dish so amazing. It's utterly delicious. They've taken smoked salmon and they've made an art form out of it. It's sliced so thin. It challenges you to go out there and find something better. If you go to Russ and Daughters in New York City and eat the Gatsby Nova on a bagel with cream cheese, I think you'll agree. There's nothing that compares to it. It's real simple, but it really just blows your mind. The thing that I love most about the Gatsby Nova is that it really is the quintessential smoked salmon to me. This line you see here on the salmon is actually a sign that the salmon is very fatty and succulent and very tasty. And in order for you to get all the layers of the delicate flavors that are going on, it needs to be sliced in a very specific way. The strokes is very gentle. In order to master the art of slicing, it takes about a good month. When I talk about artisanally sliced, it's an art over there. If the slices are too thick, the sandwich can be a little chewy, and that actually takes away from the experience. It's so thin where you can literally read through this, and there's a little bit of a difference between Nova and Lox. Lox has a cure and it's salty, whereas the Gatsby Nova is real delicate smoke. I mean, it just lingers on the back of your palate. It's like little bubbles in really good champagne, and that's it by itself. So now, take that and then get one of those really great New York everything bagels. Toasted bagel. Fill it with double whipped cream cheese. See how smooth that is? And then you put that gift, that beautiful piece of thinly sliced salmon on top of that. Now that's a good sandwich. There's just nothing else like it. Oh, there it is. I order it and I like to go outside, sit down and go to town. It's time to eat. It's sloppy. But oh man, is this good. I feel bad if you don't live in the city, because if you go there once, you're going to have to come back again over and over and over. I guarantee you're gonna love it. This is a place where you go and you buy something and you get to pick what the slices. Your stomach juices are gurgling and he says, how much do you want? And I think, oh my God, stop the presses. The slice is up to me. I'm talking about the sour cream cake at La Brioche Bakery in Brighton Beach, New York. This cake is so good because it's just unquantifiable layers of sour creamy goodness. However much it weighs is how much you pay for it. So, I mean, you could buy a seven pound slice of cake. And to me, that kind of freedom is exhilarating. I grew up eating layer cake my whole childhood, so I take cake pretty seriously. This sour cream cake, it's a slice that just keeps on giving. Smetanya is a Russian old-fashioned cake, and we haven't changed the recipe since my great-grandmother has been baking it. It just has that perfect, sweet, nutty, tangy, moist taste. I have no idea 
how they make it. Sure, people ask for the recipe, but it's our secret. We don't tell them. And I don't want to know. Yeah, it has eggs, it has flour, it has milk, it has sour cream. I'm sure it has all those things. Fantastic. Now, where's my piece? This is where the interpretation of the word slice comes into play. She comes over with a knife, slices the cake, they weigh it, you pay for it. About a pound and a half. Oh, good. That's, that's sure barely enough. It's probably about a three-inch slab that I usually go for. I don't even know how to eat a bite of this. There are so many layers to this cake, I have never even counted them. I get dizzy looking. Sour cream, sour cream. Hello, walnut cake, cream. Hi, how are you? It's like a 20-story building that you're just condensing into your mouth. When you take a bite, you get that creaminess, that honey. It's not buttery. It's not super rich. It's just this wonderful tang with that little bit of nut, those layers of cake, those layers of frosting. Crumbly topping, so good. It just kind of all comes together. Mm. It's just perfect. I just really remember my spirit soaring when I discovered this dish. I couldn't wait to continue eating it and I couldn't wait to tell people about it and write about it because it was so incredibly distinctive. The dish I'm talking about is the grilled sashimi of chanterelle and shiitake mushrooms. They are sliced food extraordinaire, and it's one of the crowning jewels at the Japanese restaurant Oya in Boston. I love this dish because I never had anything like it, and every bite of it made me insanely happy. I ate this dish fully two and a half years ago, and when people ask me about amazing things I've eaten around the country, it always comes to mind instantly. If you love mushrooms and you want to see how they can be teased to a higher, higher state, then this dish is just going to blow your mind. The central pleasure of this dish is wonderful mushrooms, chanterelles, shiitakes. All mushrooms are earthy and mushroomy, but these have just such amazing mushroom flavor. I mean, these are just the right width in terms of the slicing. We'll put some grapeseed oil on them, and then we'll grill them. So that they get that kind of lovely, toasty nuttiness that mushrooms get when they're grilled. Oya then goes several steps further, though, and gives it a whole bunch of grace notes that take it into a whole new realm. We'll take our soy sauce, and then soy miso mix. We have a little bit of garnish on the plate. The next one is the garlic rosemary oil. Here we have some white truffle oil to kind of gild the lily. And then there's a sesame brittle. This adds a little bit of that crunch. What we're gonna also do is add on sesame froth. That kind of bathes the dish in an ethereal smoothness. And what you have is a whole lot of kind of nutty, sesame, mushroomy flavors just amplifying each other until you have what's a sort of umami bomb. When you eat a really, really great dish, it's almost like the first half of the eating of it is euphoria. And then as you get to like the last quarter, the last eighth, this sadness sets in. It's like you're about to part with some beloved friend for years on end because I didn't want the eating to end and I was crazy sad the minute it had. I gotta tell you, and this is no lie, if I was not a cake decorator, I'd be making charcuterie right now. I love the process of processing meat. I love lengths of stuff. I love encased meats. I love all kinds of meat that has been salted and cured and put together to this point where it's like, whoa, what am I eating? This is just a whole new thing. Charcuterie that I'm most impressed with is at Church and State in Los Angeles, California. These guys are doing charcuterie like nobody's doing charcuterie. Church and State is a mecca for people who love processed meat. I went there, I live in Baltimore for crying out loud. I heard they had good sausage. Everybody knows what charcuterie is, they just haven't really heard the word. Things like salami is charcuterie, pepperoni is charcuterie, but there's also things like pâtés. You go to Church and State, you get this giant charcuterie smorgasbord, and it's got fruits and meats and toasts. It's got all this different stuff, and you set it down, and you're like, where do I start? 
doing the charcuterie de la maison. This is always comprised of five to seven house cured and house form pates, and then some dry cured salumis as well. These guys are really swinging for the fences when it comes to charcuterie. They're really asking you to trust them. These are our house riettes. It's a pork and duck with prune confiture. You're going to find all kinds of pate. Rabbit pate with chanterelle mushrooms and bacon. These really cool sausages. This is a French liver sausage, pork with pistachio, and this is a pork with fennel. Sliced terrines. A duck terrine that we've made with pistachios and sour cherries. You're going to find some of the more random meats, like a head cheese, for example. This is the braised head of the pig after it's been brined with aromatics. They got some good gamey charcuterie, too. This is a wild boar. You can taste the wild in the wild boar. I mean, it's the best charcuterie. They've been braised and soaked and cooked and brined and smoked. And I love the way this stuff is sliced. Some of it's thick, some of it's thin, some of it's round, some of it's square, some of it's shaved. But it's all sliced and it's all awesome. You go in there and you say, I'm gonna order a charcuterie for the table. They'll just count how many people there are and they'll just build you a big plate. It's impressive. It's a nice, fun, interactive tray. You don't wanna start like mixing and matching your meat. Respect the meat. Try each one separately and really appreciate like the different textures, the different flavors, and the different processes that were going on. It's delicious.